This is the thing this, that I can least bullshit through. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing I can't <laughs> bullshit through. Like, I just the same thing. Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome and Brandy on a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 226 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana with me as always, ready to let you know this phone call is wrapped up. Most awesome. That's right, baby. I don't yeah. get this one. I don't understand this one. Mm. Most of the mostly I'm in simpatico and I'm trying to riff on this. I think How's yeah, this phone call wrapped up. I don't get it. It uh, what? I know. I, the two you didn't. So you've gotten two. You didn't get two out of all of these. I don't remember the other one you didn't get, but I remember this feeling. I remember my face turning red like it is now. <laughs> I remember regretting writing all this down. Like that's the either the PTSD that I remember. I don't remember specifically what it was. Um, it's from the last podcast. You know how to hang. You know how to end a phone call. So I'm oh, like you're still what a callback! Good one. Yeah, good, good, good. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I'm. That's on me. That's actually yeah. that one's on me. You yeah, shouldn't no, feel sorry. bad about this. I don't. But I'm they not, do. Uh, click on the pickup. They do. Like I see a little flash. They make you slightly angry. We don't get them. So I do have like a little yeah. like I just really want to softball pitch him up because if you miss a little bit, like I'm a little to blame. Like I can't be trusted anymore. Like, this is all I, going on in just in a flash what, of a second. What a fucking abusive trait I have. <laughs> I don't understand something. So make it your problem. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you dumb? I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, I fell. I'm stupid. Uh, what's going on, man? We're doing this on. <coughs> yeah. we Fourth of July. Of, Fourth of July, they're going off in yeah. the background. So, um, the kids go out and watch them. Get them in your neighborhood. Uh, they did last night. We're actually gonna we're we're teetering on a little rainstorm right now. A little little wind and thunder. A little god firework. Little thunder. Right I just got, I was gonna say yeah, the exact it. same thing. Yeah, damn, yeah. <laughs> Beat you to it. Uh, see, I understood that pun. I got that you one. Did. Yeah. You got um, it, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So they they watched actually last night where while we were recording our our earlier podcast they. They couldn't sleep, and they were they were popping them off last night like crazy. So they got to watch them outside. Uh, they went out on the porch. Didn't like that. It was too smelly. Apparently, apparently, they oh. don't like the smell smell of gunfire or gunpowder. So yeah. they went back into the house and watched it from a, a safe distance, which is good. Fine by me. That's good. Yeah, uh, and then making sure everybody's wrapping it up, right? We should be over this fireworks thing tomorrow. Like anybody that's lighting fireworks on the fifth of July, sixth, like get over. It. I mean, it's the same with like. Let's get the Christmas decorations down on December 26th. It's like once the holiday's over, like you, I'll give you a big runway up to a holiday. I'll give you a big one, celebrate, maybe you're really into it. Like I'm talking about Thanksgiving, like, you know, yes. towards the end of like October. Like I'm, I'm kind of like dialed in. I get that. But once it's over, it's over. Yeah. We don't need firework leftovers. That's what we don't need. Right. Yeah. This ain't a turkey sandwich. Mm-mm. No, sir. No, we don't need a second helping of uh, of uh, bottle rockets. We don't need this. No. It's done. Yep. It's done. And it's tonight, folks. You heard it. It's all over. But what's not done is this episode 226. Guys, we got ripped from the headlines. We're doing college football and its future. We're going to jump into a new segment. Are they the asshole? That's right. We're going to hit some of those Reddit things and give you what you've been waiting for. That most awesome and brandana opinion about just what's couth and uncouth. We're going to hit that inbox. Got some emails there. We're going to do a Neapolitan showdown. We are doing best soups part due. Pretty sure we've done this before. Pretty sure we're going to do it again right now. And then we're going to do Brandana Gambling Corner. Guys, we're starting our 
yearly eight-part segment where we break down the over-unders of each division the NFL. And this week, we are going to start, kick that off with the NFC West over-unders. And then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Rip from the headlines. We're doing college football and the future. What are we talking about this week, brother? Well, we've had a little bit of shake ups with uh, two teams from the Pac-12, uh, UCLA and USC, leaving for the Big Ten. Just now started to throw everyone into a bit of a tizzy in the college football landscape. So when did it kind of start happening where teams were just moving divisions and why are they doing it? Uh, I mean, it's always happened a little bit here and there. Nothing to the kind of seismic shifts we're seeing as of late. Uh, but I think predominantly when you start factoring in some of these, like the Big Ten network, right? It's a very lucrative uh, uh, television network for the Big Ten teams. I think on average last year, each university that particip- that was in the Big Ten, so 14 teams, uh, brought in $55 million from the Big Ten, which pays for a lot of stuff if you uh if you're an athletic director so obviously with uh with more uh need for uh facilities and you know keeping up with the joneses if you will and making a competitive program you need a little bit of money uh so it's kind of pushing other teams to find ways to generate revenue and, and if your division or your conference isn't you know breaking the bank here uh well i'll take my wares somewhere else so let's look at just kind of the most recent one that you talked about the usc and ucla it seemed like regionally you know they were they a big fish in a small pond like are they leaving now just to kind of get more on just kind of like the national exposure like i didn't usc didn't feel like a team to me that was hurting for cash or being overlooked so why the move for them uh, well, I think it's well, I mean, I, well, here's the thing. It's not necessarily just for like the football program. Um, you know, these 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 monies, so to speak, will um, will 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 spread all across all of their their uh, their athletic programs. But I do think like it makes sense for them to kind of move from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is a bit of a an also ran for putting out like a potential national championship or one of those ones kind of always on the fringe of like that fourth spot of the college football playoffs. Now moving to the, to the big 10 you're playing against a much more competitive league Um, from a standpoint of exposure could get them, you know, the big knock on pack 12 teams is always like, Oh, well they always play like late in the, in the evening. Not a lot of the, the people that, that uh, you know, make up the, uh, the, the bowl committees like can see those games popular consensus is, isn't there uh and usc definitely like they they're making a, a big push they brought in lincoln riley they open up the checkbooks pretty severely to get lincoln riley from oklahoma so it looks like they're trying to make a big big push to kind of get back to the the troy of uh pete carroll back in the day with liner and reggie bush they want to get back to those days uh and so that's going to open it up now so now we're going to be looking at like 
what does this mean for just kind of the shape of it? Like our like because now it's going to be you know it it seemed like you said like it would lean towards like you would get a team from the Big Ten, uh, you would get a team from you know like the Big Twelve, like all these teams would kind of have like that playoff spot. Like now is it are we just going to be looking towards these? I mean, what do we have like three main divisions, and then we're going to be looking at one or two lost teams making it in the playoffs, or are we still going to have those conversations about like you know the, the Boise States the whatever like the the north carolinas or something like, like right. a team that's just kind of on the outside looking in but it's not going to have that proven schedule like is it almost like you won't be considered for the playoffs just because of how strong the competition interdivisionally is for these teams now right yeah it's it's it is the big question mark right like it's it's really the biggest question mark it's almost like that there's going to be like of the S FBS teams, there's going to be almost like two divisions, right? It's almost going to be like a, a, a premier league within, you know, D one college football, uh, almost hearkening back to like the one, a one double a, you know, days. Right. Um, so to answer your question for the, for the, for the, uh, the playoffs, does it lean more if they keep four teams, right. As the, the college football, you know, the four team plan, is it going to be like, all right, well, we're going to get two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams, and that's kind of like that's going to be your your top tier teams, and then maybe you'll have one of the independents, ACC, Big Twelve, Pac twelve, or whatever the Pac, whatever they turn into the Pac ten again. You know, are they going to be fighting for that fifth or fourth spot potentially every year? Um, I do wonder sometimes with this um, with this consolidation of divisions and conferences does this mean that we're going to in turn then that there's going to be a push to expand the college football playoff is that going to be the the next logical move so we could we can still get that fifth and sixth team in there from like an acc the boise states that you mentioned the the ucs from you know a, a an aac division something like that where it's like, let's give, let's still give an opportunity for for the smaller guys. I don't think that the uh, the landscape is totally written as of yet. I think with anything that follows, there's going to be expansion for the playoffs because that's going to draw the most kind of eyeballs and 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 put more money into into these programs' pockets. And uh, I I, I kind of leaning toward that they're going to expand the college football playoffs. That yeah. Um, that's interesting. I want to get more into that, but is it, what if you do that? Like you auto, like maybe you automatically make that fifth and sixth seed, like almost like NCAA basketball, where it's just like, that's an automatic bid for like these non-power conferences. Like those are reserved for the winner of this, and this, or like the two best kind of independent teams or the teams that are from there. That, that would be interesting. I mean, obviously now you're going to, it's going to start that conversation. just like, you know, like, Oh, like, what team's better? Is it like, you know, like a two loss Georgia team or is it like, like you said, like this, uh, this CFU or whatever that's undefeated, like who, right. who should be there? Yeah, I, I do. I, it is. That's an interesting thing. I think if you're, if you're the NCAA, right, this is your kind of like your last grip onto college football, because otherwise there's really with the, with the power that's held in some of these, in these conferences, there becomes less of a need for a governing body in this, especially with like the NIL, especially with what colleges can do now to kind of like incorporate pay 
you know, state by state, it really doesn't matter what the NCAA says. So now, like you said, kind of the at large bid bid or like the division bid for these spots, this becomes a little bit of a way for them to, to, to square off a little bit of power that they formerly didn't have, you know, cause right now they don't really hold a lot of cards because the conferences can kind of dictate what they want to do and how they're, how they're going to organize it. I mean, I would say Kevin Warren of the ACC and I forget the SEC's commissioner to drink everybody. Um, but I mean, they have more power and, 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 uh, uh, leverage in these conversations than than brand does at at the ncaa like who the fuck cares what he has to say anymore i don't get yeah you have to explain to me because i know there's been whispers of it and i just don't i mean i don't know if i picture like the ncaa as just this like this ruling body that's just de facto and like woven into what college athletics is it's not you could just leave it well like like, a, like the i guess the example would be this isn't even right but you know I didn't picture that like playing professional golf, not on the PGA tour was an option until like we got this LIV thing. And all of a sudden it's just like, right. even the PGA tour is just like, I don't know you could do that. Like it's yeah. professional golf association. Like that's where you have to play. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, you know, you've got a couple things. You've got the NIL, you've got, you know, athletes now being able to, it doesn't matter their, their amateur status, right? The student athlete model, which is what the NCAA kind of like that's how they kept everyone in check right the ncaa yeah. was just this governing body that said you can play you can't play oh you did this i don't like that you're i'm going to remove your eligibility and then you can no longer now so so is it just like the like the commission the nfl but it's just like this spread like of power just to try to kind of keep everything right right yeah it'd be like the president of college football and then you had all these governors of individual conferences and you know senators from state you know kind of like in that model right so yeah. it's like the president no longer like they've took presidential power away from this uh you know my i think it's miles brand that's still the, the uh drink everybody i don't remember the ncaa commissioner not that it matters he's not going to be important anymore in a few years <laughs> right. but basically it's like we're removing we're stripping you of all of your powers we're just going to go and like throw it back down to the States. They're going to be the ones to figure it out. We don't need you to like interfere amongst uh, what we decide regionally. So it would still be there. Like they just wouldn't let them make any decisions. It would just be like, they'd be like, well, I think we should and just be like, shut your mouth. Yeah. yeah, Not, I mean, for sure, not in college football anymore. And it's, and it's, I mean, the, the NCAA still kind of holds the tournament. So that's their only little like, that's their only thing to kind of hold power, I guess, power in the college basketball landscape. But the NIL is totally like eviscerated the, the, like the ability for the NCAA to sheriff and police things, you know, that was their biggest thing. It's like, if you don't adhere to how and what we say, we're going to make players ineligible. Right. And we're going to rule on it. We're going to put it through a clearinghouse. Now, all the only thing that kids need to do, uh, to be eligible for college football is to to gain acceptance right from the school right they just have to their their grades have to pass i don't have to clear it through the ncaa it doesn't really matter because the ncaa was to govern over their amateurism and now with name image likeness there's i can i can create a brand i don't need you to like certify me as like a student athlete any longer so the nil was 
it was basically the tipping point to challenge the NCAA's authority, and then we kind of realized that they really didn't have it. They were just like, don't do this, and it's just like, we're going to do this. They're just like, uh, okay, um, yep. well, if we're going to do that, like, and it's just kind of like, it exposed the fact that they're just like, shit, I mean, they're just kind of like, Powerless. So that gets momentum. It's just like, well, yeah. then what the what the fuck are we going to do? What 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 are, you, what are you going to do? And and the NCAA uh, gets a pretty penny for their services, quote unquote services, and no one really knows, like you know, where that money goes. Like, I, I would love to know, like, the big scam of it all. And that's really, you know, unfortunately, what it is, is like the NCAA was basically just kind of like, you know, it it's like you're paying them for the protection of keeping everything equitable amongst all teams. So no one was cheating, right. And getting players that they shouldn't. Well, now with the NIL, right. Everything's above board. We love this for, you know, we we're we're pro player in this, right. And I'm certainly pro kids like going out there and and finally getting what they're worth because for so many years, um, they, they were basically just getting, robbed right they, they couldn't go out there and do anything and these schools and the, the ncaa were raking in billions of dollars on their names and their likeness and their images right so yeah. it's going to be a little bit wonky right now for sure it's going to be a little bit wild wild west but we're going to have i'd rather this than and put it in the hands of the people that like we're cheering for than you know then you know put it behind some you know uh, you know, accounting, you know, PL line and just, you know, not know where any of that money goes and how it's getting divert, you know, spent. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'd really like the ship move forward. And now the NCAA has to grab its ass and play catch up on like how they can handle all this as opposed right. to just like blocking it. So how did, how did this NIL get passed? How was all of a sudden it was, I mean, was it just loophole enough? And then it was, everybody was just like, well, I guess, Fuck it. I guess right. I guess it works. Like what? Um, it's not I kind think of it's it's it, uh, this is a great question. I forget where the highest court it went to when it came approved. I don't want to say the Supreme Court. I feel like that is too high, although it may have been the Supreme Court. But it first started with the states. Like a couple of states were like, enough is enough. We're going to do this, which was really like a really questionable time. And that's where the, we actually I think we went into the NIL a few pods ago, maybe like a half year ago, maybe this time last year, I don't really remember, but like it started with the States like California and like New York were kind of talking about it. And that was the real question mark because it's like, all right, well, if I'm in a California school, am I still eligible? Like, I don't know how that's going to work. Then I think it did go up to like the Supreme court and they ruled like, Hey, this is fair for these student athletes to, to to make money basically off of their their brand and then the ncaa quickly then was like all right well that's all fine and well we're still going to be here to just kind of monitor stuff and you know as it's been going on it's like well really what like you were saying it's like what the fuck do we need you for i don't understand the point of this so we're just going to do what we do which is why you see like some of the infighting between like te- a Texas A&M and Saban and uh, you know at Alabama. What yeah. he said was be kind of because like it is a little wide open, right? There's there's some really kind of open ended, vague kind of rules, if you will, uh, surrounding what 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 can and can't be done. Um, you know, basically like you know you can't you can't have a quid pro quo of 
the biggest thing is you, you can't have a quid pro quo of like if you sign with us we'll give you x right it can't be that yeah but it can be you know you know much you know that that's a very gray area you can get into yeah, that I mean, it's, like, it absolutely is going to be that yes <laughs> like, it is I mean, right I, like Right. It, it just is people will find ways to like talk around that very that very thing. So, you know, uh, that's why that's why Saban was all up in arms about like, you know, about about, um, you know, uh, Texas A&M paying for it. And then, you know, you got Jimbo Fisher who fucking railed on Saban about, you know, basically what an asshole he is. And and this is the thing, like Saban has been anti paying players for the longest time. For sure. Because I bet I bet any like any of your top tier coaches I bet are anti paying players. For sure. Because I mean I mean I think we've talked about this too. I mean it's you definitely see it in college basketball, but I mean now I think since the introduction of just like the one and done in college basketball, it's a little less like on how powerful the coach is, but just like in college football, like the coach is the program, like that, yeah. and they, they love having that, that you know that history there, like that ego and everything, and it's just like, now like your team is only as strong as how many like, boosters and local car dealerships you can drum up cash from. Yeah, yeah, and and Texas A and M has a much deeper pocketed booster uh, association than than Alabama does. So let's keep it simple. Like I, I mean. Alabama is going to lose players that they normally would have gotten if NILs didn't exist. Potentially. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you also got to factor in the transfer portal too. You know what I mean? They're out there getting guys from LSU. They're getting other players, you know, Alabama is. So there's other ways for them to get it. Um, I just don't think like they're, you know, assured dominance of getting like the best recruiting class, uh, every single year is is going to be there. They're they're they might have top ten classes still, but I don't know if they're going to be in like that top five, top three. Like historically, they are always up there in the recruiting classes. Now you've got you know teams that are willing to spend a little bit more, boosters that are willing to spend more to essentially buy that. And and Texas A and M isn't really shying away from it, but they're you know <laughs> they're they're I, it'll be an interesting thing because I think in the short term, we'll just assume that teams are going to buy. Eventually, there will be a leveling out process, right? Kind of like we were all worried about the one and done. It's like, all right, well, everyone's just going to go off and recruit these big classes. We're going to see a lot of boosters pay a lot of money for kids that in the in the football world that might not be the game changers that they thought they were. Yeah. If you go back and look at compare basketball just go and look at like any recruiting rankings for the top 10 in basketball by and large like i would say you're probably and this is just a rough estimate at this point but probably 50 percent of those guys if not more are going to be first round draft picks in the nba draft historically whereas like in college football in, in like high school football rankings it's you might be at 10%. You might really? be really low. Yes. There's a few defined guys that have, have been there. Yes. But then there's a lot of guys that are on that top 10 list that you're like, wait a second. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who these guys are. I don't remember what happened to this guy. You know, stuff happens. They get kicked out of school. Uh, it, it's a it's a much bigger crapshoot. So in the, early, or in the interim here, in this early part of it, we're going to see guys getting paid a lot of money, probably more money than they'll ever make professionally right now. 
it's going to be a wrinkle like you talked about with the, with the, the coaches, not only just for, um, you know, the, uh, the, the leverage that they lose in the conversation, right? Because their whole thing is just trying to like, hey, if you listen to me, I'm going to get you the pros. Well, now, so, you know, this one kid might have $3 million in endorsement. It's like, well, I'm, it's only going to get better from here. The other thing that you got, they got to manage is, is now the like, in, like inter-clubhouse dynamic in the way that that shifts. Now you've got, you know, juniors and seniors maybe who didn't have the NIL, who can't maybe drum up that same cash as like a, a five-star recruit. And you've got this kid coming in with, you know, $3 million or, you know, got a, a, an endorsement deal from like a luxury car. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm way better than this guy. I'm still going to be an NFL prospect, but this guy's getting all the shine. It'll be very much like if you remember before the NFL structured their salaries uh, were like Matt Safford, great example, came in and was like literally the highest paid quarterback in the NFL on draft day. You know, he just got the biggest deal. He hadn't earned those stripes. So there will be something to that that college coaches will never have had to have dealt with before. They've had the the issue of dealing with, you know, um, top rated prospects coming in. But ultimately, the the play on the field will level that out. Now, when you've got a kid that's making, you know, three times as much money as you ever made or ever thought to make, maybe even ten times as much, now you're now there's a real you know weird dynamic at play. Yeah, it's gonna be totally wild, right? Because now it's gonna be like, who's actually building these teams? It has to be someone because it almost feels like a like a GM at the pro level, but like on like you have to be like, all right, like advising the boosters or advising like where the money's coming from on where to invest that money. So you're like sure. really building a team with yeah. like, with, with your own internal quote unquote salary cap, just basically based on how much money that these guys want to throw, like these uh, alumni and local businesses want to throw on the NIL deals. And this is the thing where, you know, uh, this is where Saban was. I think this is where like Jimbo Fisher really is critical of Saban because Saban was like, the master of what's called gray shirting, which is basically like, we'll bring you in on scholarship, quote unquote, we don't have a scholarship available, but we'll bring you in, we'll let you practice. And basically it'll be either you that makes the team or, and we cut a guy that was already on the team that's kind of lower on the depth chart, or, you know, we just won't, you'll just get cut we won't let you go we won't let you be a part of the team we're not gonna give you a scholarship so that's a real like cutthroat thing where it's like basically a kid's like well i have a this offer from alabama but when i show up on campus in a couple weeks i might be no longer on the team it's it's two guys trying out for one scholarship no, no no no. well it's one guy getting essentially a gray shirt who is promised isn't offered a scholarship but has said like, Hey, we, we might have a scholarship available, available for you come here, practice. And then they determine basically if that kid's worthy enough that if he's going to ascend up the depth chart, maybe a, on like a sophomore that's already on, on campus, we're going to pull your scholarship and give this to that scholarship to that guy. And that's called gray shirting. It's really fucking cutthroat. It happens a lot in the sec and you feel bad for these guys that are like, Hey, maybe I had, Maybe I had, you know, uh, an offer to like Colorado yeah, State or, or yeah. yeah, exactly. Some some lesser program and I could have gotten a scholarship there, but Alabama's Alabama and now I'm here I am and this is that this is that power that 
college coaches have because well they're getting they're maximizing these kids potential because let's face it they're hungry they need to do this their goal is to get to the nfl now you add in a kid that's like well, I, I got a few hundred thousand dollars from you know mercedes-benz to be like a an ambassador for them well, you know maybe i don't have to worry i don't have to, i'm not so worried about if i make this team or not i can just go somewhere else you know the transfer portal is also another insane thing that's going to really if you look at usc obviously we talked about lincoln riley but they've created a little bit with caleb williams coming from uh oklahoma where lincoln riley was the the head coach so he's sliding in the the Belitnikoff winner from last year uh, jordan addison from uh, pittsburgh left right kenny pickett goes off drafted by the steelers addison goes now and transfers to usc uh travis die the running back who had 1200 yards or 1400 yards at oregon transfers to usc like it's basically like all right well this is where this guy's going i'm gonna go here and you know they're pulling different recruits this is all through the transfer portal so it's going to get really wild in the interim. Yeah. Um, and I know it's, it's, and I would say to every college football fan, that's like, you know, I guess disliking this, you know, system is well, understand coaches, players to a certain extent and athletic directors are going to, are learning through this process. They're trying yeah. to figure it out. They don't want this to be like every man for just a wild, wild west and just trying to create super teams and everything like that. And also, too, let's be pro pro kids in this equation. They're they're trying to do what's best for them in the moment, as well as pursue their professional careers. They want all these outcomes. So, the the thing that's most important to be concerned about with your program is is like, do we have that like that cultural foundation where guys want to stay? Guys understand that it's the 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 place to win to to have skill development. Um, obviously have like, you know, great facilities and a great education, all those things. And do I have a coach that's going to be like pro p- player, but also navigate the landscape of understanding how to like talk to the younger kids and not just be like, oh, it's my way or the highway, have them a little, you know, understanding of the, uh, you know, the power that they do have, but understand, make them understand that the investment is into the program, not into themselves. So it's cause football just watching it the product is it going to get worse a little bit before it gets better or are we moving in the right direction i think ultimately it's still going to be very very good i think that there's going to be like, a, it's going to be an interesting as hell yeah it's <laughs> it's going to be it's the 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 usc thing to me is the most fascinating um fascinating question because if they're unsuccessful early on i think it'll I think it'll squash a little bit of this like hey let's go chase a system and get a higher profile to help my draft status uh i think it'll squash that if it doesn't i worry then that we're going to just have guys moving wherever wherever the coaching shift is like brian kelly going to lsu now he's going to start drawing a bunch of guys from a bunch of different schools and we're going to get like we, we talked about pods before like a super team right like we, we might see that with some college kids if it's successful in usc um, so I, I don't, I don't think the product's going to get worse, but I think like fans are going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be clutching their pearls a little bit early on because they're, they're just not used to the expectation of what, what has been typical for, 
you know, in my entire life, you know, 40, 43 years, this has been the weirdest kind of time, you know, at college athletically that we've seen in a while. A good looking 43, bro. Thanks, bro. Nice. I appreciate it. Look at, look at look at you. Always finding a compliment in there. Um, all right, guys. That's a good foundation. We'll get into most awesomes breakdown of the actual teams in the college season coming up. We got uh, plenty of time. Everybody knows what the landscape of July looks like. We'll definitely get to cover it. All right, jumping into are they the asshole? I'm going to read you a little scenario. You know about this? You know about this? You know, you know this? this? I this. Um, you know, there's a, a Reddit thing. A Reddit, which is just kind of like a, it's a little website where people just kind of like rip riff on a subject you familiar with reddit yo are you asking me if i know what reddit is <laughs> yeah yeah i do I'm well, familiar. I really, okay so anyway there's an r r am i the asshole segment or whatever i was just like this is a perfect spot for us to jump in or throw in i love this out. yes like, yeah it's a good call um okay so um a little bit of paragraph but i'll tell you what happened here that we'll make our judgment um all right, would I be the asshole if my spouse and I just had appetizers for our wedding guests, but a full roast chicken for ourselves at the wedding? It's the subject line. All right, we're trying to save money <laughs> where possible for the wedding. Uh, we're trying to save money where possible for the wedding ceremony and using Publix for the catering. My wife thinks guests will be okay just eating finger foods such as fruit vegetable trays, sort of cheeses, wings, chicken tenders. But she knows she'll be hungry and won't be satisfied with just those. She wants just her and I to also have a roast chicken at the table. I think some sides too. I think it would be incredibly rude to have an uh, openly much better meal than our guests would have. Us tearing apart a full bird while, while they munch on tenders. Conversely, I'd be perfectly fine with just appetizing for everyone, us included. The cost for every table to get a roast chicken would be like $30 a plate. Uh, they're trying to save money. Um, justifies them going, she tries to justify it, but it's our wedding. It's ours, not anybody else's. She didn't want to have a wide variety of options to cater to either. She only wanted stuff she'd like. I think we'd be total assholes to go through with her idea. Thoughts? Wow, this is a there's a lot to unpack here, right? Yes, As someone is. who's been married, yes, and and I don't want to go down the obvious judgment of having Publix a <laughs> lot to unpack, yeah, lot yeah. To, unpack. to be your caterer. I get it, budgets are tight. Um, but here's the thing, and, and, and I like that this is from the perspective of the bra, the the uh, the groom to be right yeah. because because at, at, at my at my wedding my the things that I most cared about were uh, booze music and and food and 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 I you know obviously and my wife somewhere in that mix as well too um, yeah. yep yep and, I think I remember uh, you thinking in that order you like booze music food <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it was part of my <laughs> vows yes it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are the things that you need to care about. So I'm glad that he's he's chiming in on this. Um, uh, first off, I'm going to tell you right now, bro, whoever, wherever you are, don't do it. Say no to this this bridezilla. It's not going to end <laughs> just well. Out, just get out. Yeah, this is why. Yeah, there's there's a lot to like unpack. First of all, it's just like eating a whole chicken in, <laughs> in front of a room of people. That's fucking insane. Just out of the gate. Right. <laughs> I mean, just like, I can't tell if this is real or not because it's just like, he's making it sound like they're sneaking in just this plate of caviar. <laughs> he's just like, he wants to sit there and eat a whole bird while people are eating chicken dinners. And I love how he was just like, and some sides too. So you're going to sit there where everybody's eating fucking potato cel salad, celery sticks. <laughs> and you're going to be just sitting there with your KFC bucket with like a side of like macaroni and cheese. Holy uh, shit. 
this this is to me this is a whole perspective thing like this sounds it's you know it's why i have a fear of being like underdressed like any time that i look like i'm not up to the level or being like trashy would like stress me out yes and like just the idea of because i would go reverse like i would be like i would want all the guests to make sure that they were full and like me have a little like just us have if if i was really trying to save money i was just like make sure all the guests get their shit and maybe we don't need a whole chicken like we'll be okay like we'll right. we'll eat afterwards but the idea of like sitting there and like clanking the glass and everything and everybody's just like you can feel the whisper is just like is that a whole fucking chicken they get? yeah like, like what's wait? up what's up i've got some i've got Did a I? crudite here like and people, uh, people asking if they missed it they're just like hey where are these full chickens that i saw <laughs> like the, right. the groom and the bride like that sounds like a disaster it sounds humiliating but I just uh, that just that cracks me up too because I, you, when you said that you're like hey, did I miss something I, I envisioned them talking to like a waiter but there I know there's no waiter at no. waiters at this uh-huh. and then I then I envisioned the bride and the groom coming out and like uncorking the plastic on the rotisserie chicken like yeah. the little the little two tops on it <laughs> yeah, exactly. how fucking amazing would that be yeah we're not we're not money we're not money shaming here like do you like, yes get in where you fit it like it's just hundred percent. Yeah, it's just about like, I think all you're asking is just like, is it okay for you to have a meal while everyone else has appetizers? Will somebody notice? Is this trashy? Yes, is yes. The answer to both those yes, questions. yes. Everyone yes. will notice, and everyone would be like, "What the fuck?" Right. If you're really trying to save money, I get it. It's expensive. First off, you know the the understanding of inviting someone to your wedding is is that they're going to spend some money, they're going to buy you a gift, and in turn. I'm going to give you food and, and, you know, BYOB for your, 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 your bar or, you know, cash bar. That's all in there. You know what I mean? But I'm going to at least feed you. If I'm not going to feed you, I've got to make it well known that I'm not going to feed you. And then it's like, all right, well, maybe if you can't afford it, how do you look at it? Am I inviting too many people? And now it's getting too. So am I greedy in the perspective? I'm like, all right, well, I need all these people to come here to give gifts for me, right? Which could, you know, because you don't have all these, you know, people in your lives that are going to be like fundamentally important people, you know, that you're always going to talk to. So maybe you can parse down your wedding if you're paying for it. Or the other thing is, is go the other direction is just go like family style. I know it's not my favorite you know, way to eat food. But if you get, get with your friends and family or whoever may, may be and like get some big, like casserole esque dishes, noodles and fucking chicken and whatever beef, you know, have a couple different casserole dishes, get get like 10 bag salads is going to cost $30, make a gigantic salad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there you go. You could bootstrap this a little bit. That's our thing. Like we're coming with solutions. Like yeah, yeah. on are you the asshole so it's just like i don't think you're the asshole but your wife is trying to pull an asshole move and you got to save her Fucking from asshole. herself because yes. this is going to be so i mean that's that's the solution the solution isn't you guys eating the solution is let's do family style let's set those plates up let's pull it all together have people do buffet style let your wife go first so if she yeah. wants to take a full bird just drop that on her plate like green light <laughs> <laughs> that's her call <laughs> Like let her do that, and I think that's that's our stuff. You, you got to yeah. feed, and everyone has to be kind of fed the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And cracking a bird, I love that expression. Cracking a rotisserie <laughs> chicken in a white dress is fucking nuts, dude. It's fucking wild. It's so fucking crazy. Um, all right, let's hit the inbox real fast. Um, Kitty Cat, 
Oh, here we go. Um, this is from emailer of the pod. Uh, whatever you feel like sharing. I want to know a story. When do you think your biggest pussy moment was so far in your life? For example, getting knocked over playing basketball at a friend's house, scratching your hands on the ground, then going inside to ask your friend's mom if she'll take you home because you're scared of getting hurt again. Hmm. I wonder if that's sounds specific uh there's just an example i don't know anyone who's ever experienced this specific moment uh p.s i'd like to apologize to any pussycats listening to the pod i know they can be fierce brave and loyal and i mean no disrespect all right uh biggest pussy moment in your life bro what do you got Ooh. um oh man i definitely remember there's a few times i've I've had i've had a few soft moments i definitely remember getting like my friend Andy in elementary school just we got into a fight playing flag football and he just ragdolled me man he was slapping me and hitting me and I was just holding on to his shirt he just mm-hmm. fucking tossed me around I never I'll never forget like going back in after recess after you just got tossed around by another kid it's yeah. the worst feeling mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just kind of on display. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone saw it. Everyone knows. I we're yeah. all we're all the same class going yeah. back. It's just like, it's like getting into a fight and then having like 30 people surrounding you, and then you all go back in and then have yeah. to sit down and watch, you know, read Bridge to Terabithia or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's like 30 people, right? But you only know like 55 people on planet Earth. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like right, right. One out of every two people I've just seen you get like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm class like I was and still I'm like always a huge crier. Like I can go off and just get like overwhelmed emotion and just get my weep on all the live long day. I yeah. guess I was trying to think biggest pussy moment. And I remember being like in Chicago, like walking with a girlfriend of mine. I don't know why this popped in my head, but it was just like like this uh, something moved out of the corner of my eye. And it's just like and I made this sound that I've never made before or since. And I went like, I just kind of like, I like breathing in through my neck and just kind of jumped backwards because I couldn't make out what it was. I turned over and it was just like, I turned around, but it was like a possum. But like, you know how you think you see something move the corner of your eye and you're like, oh, that's probably nothing. And you look over, but it actually is something. And I just made like, like I just made like this weird breathing noise. And I was like right next to her also. So it was just like, hey, like, by the way, I don't ever really make that noise. But I was just like, that's a tough, that's a tough look. Yeah, that's really, that's really funny. (laughs) Being, being jumpy, getting caught, like, because I I pride myself on not being super jumpy. But there's a few times where Dr. Miss the Commission's come around the corner and I wasn't, and I'm like, hey! you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh man. You're right. What you can't live softy. that down. Yeah, because you make a little noise and there's just something that's just not manly about just being, oh, you startled me. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Ooh, you me. know, um, but yeah, I, I have, I, there's, a, there's a bunch of moments. I'm not a big, I, I've cried in front of Dr. Mrs the commish uh, a handful of times there's some things that that get you um but yeah i mean definitely like getting like knocked down or like physically like imposed on in elementary school i remember this one time uh this was after i think i told this story before and this is in high school sophomore year like i was having a bad day and then, like, I sat down and put my food. Like, you know, we had tables, right? And so there was a big deal. And most of them were, like, four to six seaters, right? So a bunch of my what friends you, were... Where, where, oh, you're in the, in the lunch cafe- room? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the cafeteria. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And so they were, like, almost kind of like Wendy's style, like, booths, right? Like, big, you know, long seats, 
that can fit like two or three people on it, and then on yeah, the other they, side they too. fold up in the middle or whatever. Those long yeah, yeah, tables. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then uh, so I put my lunch down, and I forget if I like went to go get like a soda or something. I forget, but I stepped away and I came back, and someone had like pushed my food basically into the middle where there's no like there's no option for me to sit anywhere. Push my his name was Greg. Push my food into the middle and then was sitting in my seat and i was just so fucking mad and they were he was kind of like laughing and mocking me and he had bought his lunch so he had it on a tray so then what i did was i just swooped his tray off the table completely yep. food everywhere prison and i was rules. like well, that's my that fucking yeah prison rule <laughs> and then i was like all right and so at that moment in time I thought it was going to get into a fight then. And I was ready. I was charged up. Yeah. Then I go to, then the rest of the day goes on. I go to football practice. I think that there were some words exchanged and there was definitely like, I'll see you after school. And I'm like, I got football practice. <laughs> and he was like, I'll see you after football practice. And I was like, yeah. he'll forget about it by then. Go to football practice. Then it's like four, five o'clock, somewhere in that time period. I think you did tell this. Aren't are there rumblings? Like it's kind of spreading around the school. Like people are like whispering about it, like a fight's going to go down. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. There may have been, but I, not with me. Because I almost literally, I don't say I, I, I absolutely forgot about this altercation. And I literally hop on my bike, get ready to ride my bike home. And here comes Greg swarming around on his nice like Trek bike mm. and I like I think he done like jujitsu or or like some other like martial arts training and he's just like I'm on my bike and he's riding on his like nice trek bike just circling me and be like I'm gonna fucking kill you and I'll never and I was like I was not the guy that was sweeping the lunch off the table then I was yeah, sitting yeah. there I was like uh that's okay what's going on like <laughs> and I, you know we're just like but he wasn't gonna do now that i look back at it he was just being way aggressive in this situation i don't think yeah. he really wanted to do anything but he wasn't gonna be like bitched out by me so right. then but we never ended up doing anything but he just circled me and then like a few days later i mean we were hung in the same like friend circles you know but mm. you know that was it greg Greg, if you want to quash this beef, long time coming. <laughs> send us an email. It may be sports podcast. Yeah, what's up, Greg? The fuck's quit, up? I'll quit hiding. Come on Zoom. Quit this fucking slow roll. Let's get down to business. Yeah, bring that shit. Fucking three decades long enough. It's time. Fighting the way. Um, all right, this comes from fucking nephew of Brandana. Email into the pod. Um, all right. I have a longer question with a couple parts. Not a good start, but we'll go. Um, if you were to build a finals dream team, use only current Warriors and Celtics players, who would your starting five be? And what current NBA team could hang with them? Okay. Um, so, all right. Well, we're going with Steph Curry. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So it's basically, yeah, which is weird because now we got to decide like which team this actually is because it's probably the Warriors taking some Celtics players, right? So we're gonna go Seth, Seth Curry. I mean, I think we want. I I mean, Jalen Brown, I, Jason Tatum. Yeah, we'll take both of those. I guess who's our starting five? Right. So, um, we'll take Clay Thompson. You think Clay over Wiggins? Wiggins. Mm. I think long if we're building it right now to go into next year, I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think I'm taking Clay. Uh, so does it? Um, yeah, that gives us the five on the court, right? 
Well, I mean, then we have no center in that. If we if we go Steph, Clay, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, I'd always make the push for Robert Williams, rim protector. I knew he would, yeah. You know, he would doesn't need anything like shot wise, and we know there's going to be plenty of guys trying to go after shots. So we just need a rebounder and rim protector in Robert Williams. Okay, great. I'll do it. And then we have what? We have Wiggins coming off the bench. Wiggins coming off the bench. Yeah, he's our sixth man for sure. And, and we'll just we'll do a seventh too. So you want to do Pool or Marcus Smart? Ooh, I think Marcus Smart. I think you're right too. Point guard breather time. I mean, some we have some dog in us. Uh, okay, Dray, so Draymond this, misses the cut. Draymond misses the cut. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, that's just where we are right now. Uh, I think he he would understand it. I think. Right. Um, although, okay, so. What team could this be? Like, what NBA team could beat this team? So we're basically we're taking the Warriors, going to sprinkle in the best of the Celtics. Right. We'll run about. Um, so who could hang? Maybe the Bucks. Bucks are potentially there. Um, I, I, there's just too much. Like I don't, you know, there's not the Lakers, not the Nets, uh, not the Heat. I don't think the Heat can hang with them. The Phoenix Suns. We know this is good. They're gonna. They're they're not gonna be able to. To roll with this they're not going to be able to handle this no they maybe might be the most like easily matched up version the suns might be the closest if we're just looking at a at a one game like no stakes right don't want to get devin booker you know what i mean like hey there's pressure in this game devin booker you need to show up like, <laughs> yeah yeah just a hard pass to, someone has to blindfold devin booker not tell him the game's televised and just sneak him into the gym right exactly um Suns might be the most interesting one. Suns or Bucks might be the most interesting one. The leftover Celtics not there. Uh, yeah. Den- Denver, if you brought back, um, you know, if we're going from this last year's team, not with after free agency, Denver probably not there. Mavs definitely not there. You know what I mean? Like probably My- get- Miami could win a quarter maybe. Yes. They just like ran really fast, but. Yeah, yeah. there's just like too many. There's too many answers with this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a really solid team because you basically have like unlimited shooting and scoring from at three positions, and you need you have a fourth that's a just a defensive like shot blocker, right? That you don't need anything. Clay Thompson is a very good wing defender as well too. So is Jalen Brown. Like this is a very tough team. Yeah, it is because you start you know you start wanting to collapse on Tatum, and then that yep. just leaves like Steph or Clay Thompson just like wide open. Like there's just too many. Those teams are always like that, right? If you have like a couple good drivers, and then also like uh, just I mean just two lethal guys from three, and then you're just like yeah, you just got to pick your poison. Yeah, pick and roll between like Tatum and Steph Curry would be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Um, all right, good email. Neapolitan showdown. Bring it to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Thanks, Thanks nephew Brandana Thanks Thanks, Thanks for bro. sending that email Keep them coming Keep them coming Tell a friend If they're of them, age ooh, And yes. they're allowed to listen to this content Yeah, I don't tell them I don't know I want to get you suspended yeah, Tell yeah. them But tell them off a of school property Right, right I think that's the I think that's the solve right there And then don't Don't tell Don't have his parents tell anybody That you recommended it There we go We got yeah, it all perfect. solved perfect Solved 
uh, best soups part do. We yeah. think we've done this before. Eighteen-year-old kids can't handle this hot content. <laughs> <laughs> fucking soups. Fucking safety first. Just like, whoa, what are they talking about? Gonna dive into. Let's talk soups. Can you imagine they fire up? Like, what are you listening to? They pull it yeah. out and they're like, blah blah blah. Like, you're like a chicken clam chowder. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What are you listening to? We need to sit you down. You need to go, like, go hang out with friends your own age. Talk about a soup <laughs> podcast. Old, old guy soup. Um, well, I am excited about this. I don't remember what. Okay, I'm going to say this. I know if we're assuming we've done this before, which we think we have. We think we have. Uh, I know I brought up an Italian wedding soup. I'm a huge fan. Like, out of the can. Like, I love that. I know I eat a lot of chunky soups. Italian wedding. Sure. You had this? Okay, you don't know. Yeah, I, I've had. Oh, oh yes, oh, yeah. I know. Okay. I, I absolutely. Right. For, oh, All hey, right. suggestion from the are they assholes? Get a fucking fire a couple of those in a little pot. Everyone yeah. gets a little ladle going. <laughs> a little <laughs> yeah. Italian wedding soup. There, look at this. Goes back. Yeah, it yeah. feeds a lot. Now, Legit, now, it's a wedding. Now, now your public's wedding is turned international. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks on brand too. It's weddings in the name of the soup. <laughs> right. Um, I wanted to kind of do maybe specific soups you had, like restaurant specific. Okay, cool. You did some of that. I don't know if my last one's super specific. It took me. It took me a long time to like really like. I got soups for days. I could think. Ooh, I like that soup. I like this soup. Going back to the restaurants, because it's not. Do you if when you go out to to eat, do you order a soup a lot? Yeah, that's a good point. No, it's it's a rare. It's a rare. It's a rare. It's a rare one. Uh, yeah, I will come up. My number two. We'll look at a restaurant where there's a certain headspace I need to be in and a certain okay. type of restaurant, and then I'll always hit the soup, but we'll get to that combo. We'll take it number three first. I'm going to gotcha. do growing up in Topeka, Kansas. Um, there's a common theme in all my soups also, which okay. happens to be MSG, <laughs> which we've talked about before <laughs> right. in all these soups. Um, but chicken noodle soup at the China Inn in Topeka, Kansas, it didn't taste like regular chicken soup. Like It didn't have kind of that like – that salty taste that you have in like a Campbell's chicken. Like as a kid, you know, we all grew up loving chicken noodle soup. This one had like a different, just kind of like, like just real savory taste to it. And I remember like always when we went to that, it was my mom's favorite restaurant to be go. Like always get the chicken noodle soup there. I could go for a bowl right now. At the China Inn? At the China Inn. I like it. Chinese, Chinese restaurant, chicken noodle soup. Beautiful. I love it. The China Inn. It's the China Inn still around? Oh, wait, China Inn? No, no, it's, I think it's called the Great Wall. <gasps> There's a Great Wall in town here too. Yeah, I think it's called the Great Wall. Actually, oh, I, I think I think I can play those. Great, it was called the Great Wall. Thank you. Perfect. I because I did I looked up one of my restaurants and they're no longer in business and it made me a little sad. Made me yeah. a little sad. <laughs> yeah, didn't true. make it. Um, just 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 a, a soup of yesteryear. You'll exactly. Yeah, I can never get that get soup ever again. again. Yeah. Um, so my number three. Uh, I do like soups. I like to order this. This place has soup in the name. It's called the mm-hmm. Soup Spoon in East in Lansing. Um, getting a French onion soup, getting that uh, Gruyere going over uh, top, right? And they do it right where they get a lot of cheese, so it almost kind of like drips over the side of that little, you know, brown ramekin bowl type thing. You know what yeah. I mean? They sear that on there. You got the French bread, like. To, tostini whatever the fuck they call that yeah crunch that get in there i am Killer. i'm so far behind you're nailing it you asked me if i order soup i kind of forgot that i do like if i'm really you know we talk about this a lot if i'm really yeah. doing my steak dinner and i'm doing it right one of those steps is going to be splitting a french onion soup Ooh. Bring it, get a french onion soup bring it let's get it on the table let's bring it on the table over here 
It's a good one, bro. You said you're splitting a French onion soup? Yeah, I said because there's so many things you got to get beforehand. Like I just like you know like you you have you have lots of steps in your in your steak. I do. Yeah, I need it. I need that Caesar salad showing up there, and like let's just when we're bringing out the Caesar salad, let's just on the side have that French onion soup for like a little spoonful now and again. It comes out super hot. It does. Yeah, yeah, around. You gotta take a little yeah. time out. I mean, that's what the Caesar salad's for. It's really good. Ooh, uh, like it. Yeah, you're definitely definitely in the top spot on that. My number two. Um, so this is what I talk about. The specific setup needs to kind of everything needs to be right. Say I'm hungover a little bit. You know, I like to. You know, I like my rice. I like to get my hands on some rice. Yes, you do. Give, give me a Thai restaurant. Give me their you know their spicy chicken fried rice, whatever version of that they have. And then on the side, I want that hot and sour soup to dip the rice in Ooh. a spoonful of rice. It's going in that hot and sour soup, hot, sour soup, a little thick, you know, a little thicker than your French onion. Yep. Got a nice little kick to it. Real peppery. A lot of pepper. I like this. I also have a hungover yeah. soup as well, too. Ooh. I like this. I like this a lot. You're the master of taking two things mm-hmm. and combining them together. Going back, together. dating back to Sonic cheeseburger. Wait, yeah. no, not, not a cheeseburger, jalapeno hamburger, regular hamburger, no cheese. Don't need too much cheese. Give me the fucking jalapeno poppers. Bite, bite, boom. Delicious. Here, again, Brandana, we find mastery in how you eat. We do. Very process-oriented, which I appreciate. Trust the process. Trust the process. Spicy chicken, fried rice. Yep. Hot and sour soup. Bango, bango. Dip that rice. Get it going. Get it going. How good does that sound right now? Fuck, it sounds good really good, sound. dude. Yeah. It sounds really fucking good. <laughs> Gonna have to take that for a walk. And I, I like, like it movie because I, they go together. Yeah. yeah, don't don't let this fall in the shot callers category where I recommend something. You're just like, I'm not feeling it. Like, you're gonna be feeling this. <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> shorter than 90 minutes. It's gonna be pure enjoyment. Perfect. I love it. Uh, my number two, this restaurant is a chain restaurant, but it's no longer in the town where I grew up, just outside of Detroit. McCormick and, Sch- and Schmicks. Uh, McCormick and Schmicks, yes. Um, they're a chain restaurant. I think they're in Chicago. They're still all over. There's one in Indianapolis. Um, but my mom, Mrs. Four Star, shout out Mrs. Four Star. She loves going to McCormick and Schmitz. It's a seafood, seafood restaurant, really good seafood. They get everything flown in fresh. Really nice restaurant. She loved to go there as a kid. She loved to take us when we were there. Oysters on the half shell, the whole nine. They have a phenomenal New England clam chowder. Award-winning. They're known for it. They love it. And so when Mrs. Four, Miss, Mrs. Four Star, we want to take her to a nice place. This is where we want to take her. So what, what makes her feel good. She always gets the New England clam chowder. I love it. It's very good. That's my number two. Can you fuck up a chowder? Like in chowder, like there can be some bad chowders, right? Like it's Oh, for kind sure. Of- yeah. All right. We just got to keep it basic. Obviously, it's in the clams. You know, it's in the in the base, right? You don't want to have it too watery. You don't want to have it too thick. Sure. Yeah. You just got to get it right. Little little bacon in there is good. Little potatoes oh. in there. You know oh. what I mean? Yeah. Got to get the season nice. Yeah, I don't think I like clams in real life, but throwing in a clam chowder, I think I'll eat around the clams a little bit, but I kind of I, I do like the flavors going on. Which goes yeah, it's a good flavor. It's a yeah. good flavor. 
That's good, bro. Um, I gotta take the take the win on that category. Hope you understand. Yes. I'm bringing I know, rice I to the table. Okay. White white creamy soup not gonna be up there for fucking brand. You get it. You get it. Thank you. Thank you for not making me explain myself. Yep. Number one spot right here. Um, I think the only constellation brackets we could have is probably some soups we didn't talk about. Uh, probably from the last time we did this, which is just regular soups. But you know, like, give me a vegetable beef soup. Gigantic fan. The closer to a stew, the better. Sure. Uh, Campbell's chunky soups, the sirloin burger. Put it in that red label. Like I'll, I'll eat Campbell chunky soup all the live long. They still do. Give me like the spicy chicken noodle soup, which is a Campbell's fl- like chunky soup flavor, and give me a box of Cheez-Its. What's up? What <laughs> is up, bro? Dropping those Cheez-Its right on top of that bam, soup. Bam. Scoop it out the Cheez-Its. But here I go again, combining things. Just I know. Dreams come true. Wow. Yeah, right. Um, I love it. Chunky, Campbell Chunky Soup, I like literally lived on all my early days of, of LA, all through college. Like such yeah. a such like a rib sticking soup and like relatively inexpensive. Absolutely, yeah. Meal in a can. Three Meal for ten dollars. Three for ten dollars at the Fucking, five yeah, dude. Uh, that's so. a that's a day's worth of soups right there. Three yeah. meals a day. Three hots. Yeah. Box of cheese. Um, another three bucks. Worth it. Uh, I, I'm going to throw a Dr. Mrs. The Commish uh, uh, console bracket on here. Please. Said literally, I asked her about this. I was like, what's the best soup you've ever had? She didn't skip a beat. She's like, Clear, Clearwater, Florida, Frenchies. She crab soup. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> nice. I was like, whoa. She's like, it literally was the best and she loves, she's a huge seafood fanatic. She's like, this was the best soup I've ever had in my life. Yeah, this kind of makes sense because if you kind of like soups like that where aren't necessarily like paint by numbers, like a vegetable beef or a chicken noodle, like it's probably going to stand out. Like it's going to yeah. leave a little bit of memory of just like, oh shit, like they did this thing, which I haven't seen since. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like that's always going to hold like a spot. Good. Yep. Nice. Yep. Check that out. Uh, number one spot. This is Duke Cafe in Soho. When I first moved to New York, march down there. Want to get this with the Diet Dr. Pepper. Sit there and wait for it. It didn't matter if it's 110 degrees outside. I want in this little deli, give me the spicy chicken ramen, no egg. Ordered it so often, the guy would see me walk in and just start whipping it up. Didn't have to order it. The key was no egg. Like they, like I just, I love the way those delis make it. Cause you know, like these fancy ramen noodle soups, the ones that are like twenty five bucks or something. You go to a restaurant. Like I don't, I'm not into like all that. Like yeah. pork, pork fat broth and all that stuff. It was just like it was, it still is like perfect. Like just a little yeah. bit of chickens, but had like, like they, you know, they basically had a salad bar. But you would take the shit off the salad bar and throw like you know like the mushrooms in there, like just kind of like the onions and stuff, and you just get like those fresh veggies, just kind of like kind of boiling in there. I like it. Perfect. So I like it a lot. Spicy. I'd have to have like just a handful of napkins. Ooh, Brandon, you love your spice so much. I do, buddy. I do. I do. I do. You do. There's literally, it's like chicken noodle spoon, spicy, (laughs) hot sour, spicy (laughs) chicken ramen. I love it. I love it. My number one. Gone but not forgotten. Lulu's in West Hollywood. Thank you. They closed down in 2019. Shout out Lulu's. Gone but not forgotten. Um, give me their hungover. This is my go-to. If I needed it, I needed it bad. I'm going with a chicken tortilla soup. Give me those little strips. flakes of tortilla strips just going on the top. And you dunk it in there. They get a little soft, but still got a little little snap to it still. 
fucking got a nice little heat, not overpowering, not going to make me feel, but not going to upset the tummy too much, but it's going to get me the sustenance I need to kind of go out there and get after it the second night in a row. Give me Lulu's chicken tortilla soup. So I want to give you a bonus too, because you weren't like, oh, I need this to make myself build better. You're like, I need this to pre-game because I'm about to re-game. That's what <laughs> yes, I'm exactly. Right <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm gonna run it back. Yeah, yeah this is good because I like I like the uh, I like dropping the avocado in there, right? And it softens just Ooh. enough, like you're talking about, right? Those avocado turns into like a yeah. little like little guacamole float almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what's gonna take you over. I like the I like what I brought with the spice. I I can be a little one trick pony sometimes, and I do throw some rice in that ramen that we talked about. Yep. I'm throwing rice in all my soups, but. Your doctor misses the commish. Conso mention. I think the fans Thank out you. there are going to Thank you. She would appreciate that greatly. This is a family win. Family right affair. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a family affair. That's win. Congratulations. Bro, bro, bro. To you. All Thanks. right, Brady, the gambling corner. Let's get there. NFC West over unders. We got eight weeks to go through eight divisions. Going to start with this NFC West. Uh, if you guys listen for the past three years, I think this is our fourth year doing it. Uh, it's very simple. We take a look. We try to avoid the lines. It gets harder and harder each year, but try to avoid the over unders. What's going on? We're going to guess what the over unders are, or I'm going to, and then we're going to decide which way to do it, and then how many Mavi dollars we want to put on it. Usually it's zero, one, two, or three based on how off we think that line is. Um, all right, buddy. Uh, are you? How do you usually do it? Did you guess? Uh, did you guess before you looked? And then I guess you tell me what it is, and you tell me where your guess was. Um, or you, you don't have to guess. I, I would. Yeah, I don't have to guess. I give Great. it to you. I give you my guess. This one, I I put a big asterisk on all my guesses right now because I looked at, and I normally don't do this, but I looked at what the. DraftKings over under lines were first mistakenly rookie mistake. So this one's got a big asterisk on it where I came in at it. Um, but usually what I try and do is, is I write out their schedule. I go through, get my half point, full point for wins, come up with my, not my number. Then I look at the DraftKings line, but I, I did a reverse order. I suppress for time. It's busy. It's the 4th of July. I'm on vacation still B. I get it, bro. I get it. No, 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 no. It's all good. I, I just, sorry. I'm I sorry, like, B. I'm I sorry. I like you feel included, but you kind of you run the show on this. You got yeah, exactly. So what's, exactly. what's the first team? What do you got? Uh, I do. Well, I, I love that you went with the the champion uh, L.A. Rams and their mm-hmm. and their division. A tough division. Still, let's lead it off. Let's go with the Rams running it back this year. What do you think the line sits at, Brandana? Okay, so our old brains have to go to the fact that it's not 16 games anymore which yes. makes it so fucking difficult. Uh, right. Rams, I think there's a lot of love. I think it is uh, kind of historically lately been a tough division, but I do think it's kind of on the decline, especially with kind of a Cardinals team where you don't really know where they're at. You know, a marquee Seattle. quarterback leaving the division with Seattle. Uh, I still – I feel like it's a little high at 12.5. Uh, I have 12 wins. Right now – 
DraftKings has got it at ten and a half wins right now. Ooh, that feels a little low. It does feel a little low because I went through knowing what they had, looking at yeah. it, just trying to judge it. Uh, I had eleven and a half. I came up with I found eleven and a half wins in there, right? Like I felt Atlanta, Carolina, one of the San Francisco games, Arizona, one of the Arizona games for sure. Yeah. New Orleans, Seattle twice, so that's seven right there. And then you've got, you know, potential. They're in all the games in in uh, in San Francisco, Dallas, Kansas City. Let's be honest, the Raiders, the Packers, yeah. Denver. You know what I mean? And I might be even skewing them low. That could be a full win right there. Chargers. Like, there's not a game that I don't think. The only one that I didn't have them winning. Or feeling confident was Buffalo. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I think we kind of saw this last year from the Rams. Like, even though they won the Super Bowl, I think late in the season, you remember, like, Stafford had, like, what, like, two or three of those games with, like, back-to-back, like, picks in the first quarter or something? Yeah. That They just weren't, they never were that team all year that were, like, just head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, this number still feels low. And it's also, like, you know, have they taken a step forward? Is it a step sideways, a step backwards? I mean, they lost, like, didn't they lose... Uh, somebody on the defense, right? Von Miller. Yeah, they lost. They they lost Von Miller. Um, Shouldn't seem that. Gigantic. They they brought in Allen Robinson from the the Bears. Odell Beckham Jr. still kind of floating out there. They lost Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle. So there's a you know there's there's some question marks there. They don't have great behind Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson's their next wide receiver, and after that it gets a little bleak. Two two at well, so. Uh, they did bring in Bobby Wagner from Seattle interdivisional, uh, mm-hmm. you know, middle linebacker. Obviously, they have Aaron Donald. They've got uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, David Long Jr., cornerback, is also very good for them as well, too. So, you know, they have some pieces there. And and we know, you know, McVay is going to kind of have a little bit more of that swagger. So I think that they're going to be in most games here. It's just as, like, does Stafford kind of hold serve at where he was in the playoffs and not not be turnover prone at moments not really trying to push too much is gonna be is Stafford gonna come in there with a little bit of uh confidence overall just saying like hey like I don't need to win it on every throw I'm a Super Bowl champion I don't need to also I'm not worried about losing it every time as well too let's just play to make make the right calls yeah I mean I was just asking it's like this team I mean Ten and five is basically like the new nine and seven, or uh, like ten and a half wins. The new nine and seven. Like, yes, we can. Am I confident? Like this game, this team can go eleven and six. Eleven and six. Like, yeah, yes, absolutely. I'm confident they can go eleven and six. Put one Mabby dollar on that for me, bro. There you go. Right on the down. over. One Mabby dollar on the over. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's go. Let's go from uh who we like to maybe a big question mark let's go to the 12th man let's go to seattle where you got him at seattle we got drew lock i don't i mean this team even with russell wilson i mean it seemed like they had like kind of a bounce back two years ago uh didn't really know how to get that offense going with him it's imagine it's hard to imagine they're gonna unlock it with uh drew lock Ugh, no pun intended obviously that was nice did you mean to do that no (laughs) No, you did not not I expect um, better from you. I I feel like this is going to be a little too low, but I think it is that I'll bump it by a half. I'm going to do seven wins. Oh, you're a little on the higher side. Five and a half. Oh, oh I had six five and a half originally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that feels right. I mean, there's some not to what to expect. I mean, Carroll is kind of a, a coach we tend to trust. It seems like Seattle's a little bit of a scrappy team. I mean, this is just an entirely new look for them. Yeah, quarterback is a huge thing because they also have, they still have Geno Smith, right? So it's like, are we getting the Drew Lock show? We're we getting Geno Smith. I'm not really sure. Either way, it's not a good sign. Yeah, you know they're gonna roll out. You know they drafted Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, uh, the third Kenneth Walker the third. So we know they're gonna go running back. You know Carol likes the the running back. Rashard Penny is also there. Here's a big question mark: the offensive line. While they did get Charles Cross, we know. Uh, we did our NFL draft pod. Uh, Jim, our guest, loved him. Charles Cross took him number one overall. Yep. Um, but we're going to have not one, but potentially two rookie tackles, a left tackle, Cross, and another right tackle that are rookies on this offensive line. This offensive line could be very bad in Seattle. Yeah, which is exactly like, I mean, no shit. You don't want bad offensive lines anywhere, but right. for a quarterback that's still struggling to like find his identity and wondering if he can even hang in the league, like that just spells disaster. Exactly. But the, I, the good news is, I mean, this team's going <laughs> to have no fucking pressure on them. Yes. Like, uh, but they'll do, but I'm, but I think this is a stay away. I mean, I think you can see this team winning four games. I think you can see them getting like seven wins. Maybe, you know, maybe they get that late season matchup where, the division's already locked up, so we're bitching players and stuff. Like it's just, I don't know. Here's here's I got one, two, three, five. I've got six games definitively where they they could be in it. You've got Atlanta at home, Denver or Detroit on the road, New Orleans on the road, Giants at home, Carolina at home, Jets at home, right? Yeah. So that's four games at home that are definitely winnable. And we know it's the NFL. There's always potential. Somebody falls off, you know. I mean, some injury happens, and they're at, you know, they're at six and eleven, which isn't, which isn't crazy. But I'm, I'm losing money at this point. Yeah, and they're playing what? They're playing the, uh, the AFC West and the NFC North. Do they have uh, the, the Packers, Vikings? No, they didn't have it. Just Detroit. They just had one game of it with Detroit. They have. Uh, Jets, Giants, Raiders. Oh, they have Cowboys, so NFC East. NFC East, yeah. Okay. You're better at this than me. Uh, yeah, uh, NFC. Yeah, NFC East. I mean, so they have uh, they have the football team or the Commanders. No, they don't. The they don't have that. They don't. They have. Here's their out of conference games: Denver, uh, Atlanta, New Orleans. Clip, uh, oh, Chargers. NFC South, so they have Tampa Bay. Yes, Tampa Bay, yep. Okay, there okay. we go. NFC wow. South. All right, perfect. Beautiful. NFC South, AFC West. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, Atlanta. Who's the quarterback in Atlanta? Is it Mariota? They're going with Mariota. Oh, God, yes. Yes, that's possible. Uh, okay, yeah, so let's – yeah, Seahawks stay away. I mean, who wants to root for an under – like for five wins to be – a nightmare and it means you're watching more than you know half a seahawks football game which god help you yeah all right let's go both of these the remaining teams are both have big question marks let's go cardinals first arizona okay cardinals, cardinals big question mark um got maybe one of the offseason moves that could have been exciting that we almost see happen team always starts off hot with chris kringle hopper uh, kinda, popper. 
Uh, absolute disappointment. The playoff always slows down towards the end. Question to see if like Murray can even really stand there, stay healthy, take hits. Uh, I have them because a 17 game schedule. I still like their. Feel like it's a little high. I'm doing an even nine wins. You're right there with DraftKings, DraftKings in Vegas, eight and a half. Eight right there, baby. Yep. This is right there in the middle. I don't know. This is where I, I need got, to be. This is where I yep. should be. I should be half games off. Yes. Yep. This yeah. is where it is. This is your level. We found yeah. your level. Yeah. And, and now we shan't be turning back. Um, this is where I had him too. I had him at at eight wins. Right. Late bye week. I'm always a big fear factor. Late bye week. Week thirteen. So ridiculous. Um, ridiculous. Right. Wins at Atlanta, Seattle, two games, mm-hmm. uh, Carolina. But then we got a lot of like, are they in it? Are they? Are they going to be better than the Raiders, right? Are they going to be better than the Rams? I don't know. Rams at home, maybe, but Rams on the road, I don't think so. Yeah, like, are they are, are they running out? Of, I mean, because it's almost like a buy doesn't do you any favors. Like, do yep. we have kind of a tweaked up, like, uh, Kyler Murray, like, week eight, week nine? Like, probably. So he's trying to tread water to get that bye week. Do we, we see a thing where he has, like, a tweaked ankle or a tweaked shoulder where they're yeah. sitting him down a week before the bye week to give him kind of, like, three weeks off to just try to do – so, yeah, I mean, this is always, like, this to me seems like a team that's going to run out of gas. What's their last four games? Last four um, – I'll give you la- I'll give you the after the bye week. You've got yeah. home at New England, at Denver, home for Tampa Bay, at Atlanta – home for or uh, at san francisco yeah so i mean there's what like two wins there i don't know new england could be tough i mean atlanta atlanta's not scary uh san francisco will move to next yeah be interesting um i don't know kyler murray is just too much of a wild card to like not only bet on this team's over under wins just bet on this team from week to week yeah exactly it's gonna be up there so i i would i had eight wins you had nine uh I say stay away on this one. Stay away, yeah. I if you wanted to do anything, uh, I think this is no shit. But uh, if you hate this team and you want to fade them, I would let them win. Like you know, let them go three and one of the first four, and then just just bet the under from there. Just kind of watch this team unravel like it's done a couple years past. Ooh, I like that. I like that little in-game future. If you can find it, there, there you go. You go. I like it. All right, rounding out, much debated. San Francisco 49ers. You don't like this team. I don't like I'm always like I cannot wrap my head around like the love for the team, especially like is Gar- I mean it looks like Garoppolo is going to be there. Like I mean how I don't until know. we move on to Trey Lance, why is so everyone's so excited about Trey Lance? Uh I am I can't wait to I'll lock it in right now. Lock me give me 3 mappy dollars on the under cuz all I know is this number is going to be too high. Give me three Mavi dollars on the under. I have the over-under wins. I have Vegas has them at 10. You're spot on. Look, this is where you need to be, sir. There we go, baby. This is where you're at. There we go, baby. I had them at 10 and a half wins looking at their schedule. All right. Let me run down this schedule for you. I know we don't like to do this too much, but Jeez. let me just run this down here. Yeah, but Kick off the season opener at Chicago. Dub. Yep. Home for Seattle. Dub, mm-hmm. Denver, I give him a half point. Rams, yep. I give him a half point. This is a good team. What at at Rams? Home I'll give him a Rams. half. I'll give him a half point oh, for the home, home and a home. loss for the yes. away. Okay. Yep. That's a we're simpatico, sir. That's right where we're at. Mm-hmm. At Carolina, Dub. Mm-hmm. At Atlanta, yeah. 
dub. Yeah. Kansas City at home, loss. Yeah. Rams on the road, loss. Bye week, week nine. Chargers, home, half win. I, I lo- lost. Lost on you lost? You have a loss? Okay. Yeah. Cards at home. I gave that a half win. Yeah. New Orleans, home, dub. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New Orleans is going to be so bad. Miami, home. I gave him a half win on that one. Yeah. Tampa Bay, home, dub. Oh, Tampa, no, lost. Or, I'm so, lost. I'm sorry, lost. Okay, I read the yeah, long yeah. one. My bad, my yeah. bad. Lost. Uh, Seattle on the road, dub. Sure. Com- uh, Commanders, right? Is that what their name is now? Drink everybody. I think so. Washington yeah. Commanders. Mm-hmm. Guardians. Guardians? Commanders. Oh, Guardians? Oh, Commanders, Commanders might be baseball. Commanders. Oh, I think Guardians is baseball. Guardians is baseball. Is baseball. Man, I don't know what to do with my formerly Native American. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, at home, Commanders, dub. Mm-hmm. Rams on the road. Or, excuse me, Raiders on the road. I gave them a loss. Yeah, that's good. Raider, or Cardinals at home, dub. What's that add up to? 10.5, baby. Or no, wait, right on the mark. Uh, you might have had the Chargers, so it might have been 10. 10, okay. Yeah, so right on the money. I Well, I already, it's, I went in blind three mappy dollars. But yeah, that's all right. I, 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 here's the deal. They trade Jimmy G early in preseason. That's what it is. We don't know what we're getting with Trey Lance. That's that's what it, to me. That's that's the bet. Like I think even if you get Jimmy G, what's those first four? I know. Let's not rehash it. But what are they? Just Chicago, Seattle, Denver, uh, Rams. Mm, yeah, it's good. I mean, so Could be two maybe, and two. Maybe, Could yeah, be three so and maybe one. They go to, maybe they go two and two. Like it's time. Like they're looking for an excuse to get Trey Lance out there. Like yes. they, which is crazy to me. So they want to get him out there. And it's just like, what do we got? You know, like does it? And they're going to hold on regardless for the season because once you roll him out there, you can't unroll him out there. So when he's out there, like he's in there hell or high water, and I'm just thinking it's going to be both hell and high water. Yeah. Debo Samuel's situation, maybe not the best. We don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to roll him out. We know he doesn't want to be the, the wide back anymore, right? Yeah. They, they, they've got a bevy of running backs in there. They lose their running game offensive coordinator, uh, Mike McDonald, to be the head coach for the 49ers – or. The Dolphins, excuse me. Um, defense is amazing. This defense is going to be really fucking good. This is what, to me, is going to be the thing that like keeps him in most games. And it's going to be that old, like, can Jimmy G just, like, dink and dunk, find his ways, and they're going to, like, score a late touchdown. They're going to win a lot of games, like, 23-17 in really boring fashion, right? But just giving yep. themselves enough space where – the, the offense for the other team is going to have to score a touchdown in order to beat them. It's going to be very hard to do so. This is my saving grace on the 49ers and why I think that they're going to be a skosh better. But I mean, we're talking nine and seven. I don't like that. That wouldn't shock me if they go nine and seven and you're winning three maybe dollars. The wheels could also fall off. And if Debo Samuels get, gets hurt, then this offense has nothing going for it. Yeah. We figured all that. So uh, give me that. So lock in my bets. Give me, I'm taking the Rams. Over ten and a half, one Mavi dollar. Forty Niners, under ten wins, three Mavi dollars. What do you got? I like it. I'm gonna roll with you. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put this out there. I roll up, with Brandon on these. Lined up. All right, guys. It may be sports podcast episode two twenty six. Thanks for listening. Got an email? Shoot us. It may be sports podcast at gmail dot com. Let us know who you like. Some over unders. We're gonna handle some. Have some guests on. If you want to join us, if there's a division you want to chats about. Us in that inbox MVP of the week. Um, all right, I kind of mentioned this on the last one. Now I'm officially going to go for it. Go see the Elvis movie. 
See yeah. an Elvis movie. That's oh, yeah. Movie. There you go. MVP. Perfect. Enjoy the Boom. Bow, 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 Got bow. you, buddy. Uh, you. I told you not to see it. You don't get out I'm that I'm not often. going to. You I've been... don't get to go to theaters that often. I'm not going to subject you to this two hours and 40 minutes. If you have extra time, all I want you doing is going to your nearest Thai spot, get some hot and sour soup, get some spicy chicken rice. I like it. I thought you were going to be like, go to the next Jurassic Park movie. Go see that <laughs> no. thing. <laughs> no. So, um, my, uh, my MVP just read about it today a little shame well shout out we, we're, we're kicking off the brandana gambling corner for nfl futures and today mm. the unfortunate passing of hammering hank greenberg do you yeah. remember him on espn i do yeah, do? I, yes. saw, I, saw yeah I, I love this online. guy yeah. this is my first this is young ma's first uh intro into gambling and seeing it on television and having a guy talking about lions on the television was and horse racing yeah. um so he it, little known fact that he saw on espn during his time of, of call uh for calling lines i was gonna say this do you know this well yeah it's uh he was 500 or better what it's like 15 out of 17 years or something yes which is yeah. fucking amazing great yeah. great job for hammer That's and legit. hank uh i like this so give him a little little shout out little ba 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 little Brown mvp Brown. up there in the great beyond good luck yeah. to you sir thank you for your your service that's what i got perfect brother uh like you guys know, you know where to reach us. Hit up that inbox. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. We can probably handle any subject. Long any. Summer. We're here for you. Just shoot it, please. Got a, We're dying out here. Give it to us. us. Yeah. Help us. We could use it. You got a public <laughs> fucking catering service you want to go? <laughs> Give it to us. Uh, I'm Brandon. Once you sign yourself off, most awesome. Ooh. Podience, we're opening up a new restaurant. It's called Duke's Podfay. And our <laughs> only thing that we're serving is spicy chicken mappin'. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.